When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Burt Show. Mo, do you change yourself to make yourself more likable for your significant other's family? That is the question. And I'm curious as to what you guys think about this situation because a good friend of mine is in this exact position. And he's not sure if with what his significant other is asking him to do or not do for a couple days to appease her family coming over is understandable or offensive. And so to give some backstory on their relationship, they started dating a little less than a year ago. Like I think they're coming up on a year early next year. And so I know this guy pretty well and I'm excited for him because in my time of knowing him, I've known him for a while. He's never really been serious about a relationship. He's, he's been in relationships, but not the kind of guy that I've ever seen, like actually want to go out of his way to meet his significant other's family. So I'm happy for him. So I'm speaking to him a little while ago and I'm like, so what are y'all going to do about Thanksgiving? Because they're like kind of right at that point where they, they, they're serious enough to where they have to make a decision on how are we going to split up? Are you going to go to your family? Am I going to go to mine? What are we going to do? So she asked him one day, what would you feel about my family actually coming to visit us for Thanksgiving and you host it? Because she lives in a smaller apartment and he lives in a condo. It's a really nice condo, so they have a little more space. Typically, he hosts his family, but his family is smaller and she goes to her family because her family is a little bigger. But she wanted to do something uh, separate, which was like the parents, his parents, they all meet, smaller Thanksgiving, all good. So he thinks about it for a while. And he's like, you know what? I've been running from this for a long time. I mean, let's do it. What do we need to do? Now, that part was all good. The problem is he is he has a like a studio built into his condo. And where what he does for a living, he indulges very heavily and let's say the Bob Marley of the arts. Mm. Okay. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really his thing. Like, even, that's just who he is. And it's, it's important it's to know. He, it's a part of who he is. It's a part of who he is. And it's important to know where they live. It's very legal. No issues with it whatsoever. So, I think she had been holding on for a while of but, how do I ask for this favor. Really quick. He built a studio just to do that? <laughs> kind of. I, I kind of make fun of him for that. <laughs> That's what it seems like. I was like, did he build a studio to like record stuff or did he build a studio just to... It's pretty much both. Wow. It's pretty much both because in what he does, his form of entertaining, that's an important part of it. And he likes to just get into a zone in his own place. But because the place is not huge, you can kind of smell it throughout the place. Okay. Which typically is not a problem. We go over there and make fun of him for it all the time, right? But I guess her, her family would frown at that. And she knows it. She knows that her family will look down upon it. And so I, she went to him and asked him, one, can you not do it for the two days that my parents are there? And two, can you clear it out of the room so that the smell of it is not lingering in the condo? And at first he answered it like, no problem. But then I guess he thought a little deeper about it and the meaning of it and asked himself, so how long, how long am I going to have to not be myself then? Because at some point, like, this is what I do. If I come over to your family's place to visit, I'm going to need to go in the backyard and do what I need to do. And he's going to smell like it. And so he's like, I don't understand why if this is my home and they're coming to visit me, I have to completely change Mm -hmm. something about my lifestyle because you feel like your family is going to be judgmental. Because if that's the case, then they don't have to come here because I don't don't feel like I don't want to be judged, but I also don't want to change who I am if they should accept me like this. And she feels like, fam, it's two days. Can you just do this for me and get it out the way? And now they're at a crossroads. Gotcha. So, like, with my my husband's family, because we we had to figure out, like, how we were going to split Thanksgiving. And we've, over the years, one's earlier, one's later. Sometimes we do different days. Regardless, whenever we go to his family's house, they don't drink. Mm. And so we, 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 we honor that because that's just what that's, you know. Now, granted, we're in their home. But if they even came to our house and we hosted them, we probably wouldn't drink just out of respect for. And I wouldn't feel like I'm compromising myself, though. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because obviously drink, drinking, I don't, I don't, it's like not a major aspect of who I am. It's something I do. So with him and this, it's a little different, but God, I'm really torn. Like he's that like passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. And that's the other thing that he did mention is that th- he has to, he doesn't, I mean, it sounds bad, but it makes it easier for him. If he has that in order to actually engage with the family, be more of himself, that's just who he is. So he's like, I'm, a, I'm really going to be uncomfortable if I don't have that aspect of my life. I think if I was her and my partner told me that they couldn't stop or withhold something for two days just for the sake of helping out and being better with a first impression, I think I would question whether or not it was actually like a problem. And I'm not saying that it is because I understand that it's completely different than like being addicted to like alcohol or something. I I understand where he's coming from in the sense that like this is just something that he does and it, it helps him get through the day. But I think it's a little bit inconsiderate to not consider it just because like I know how my family would respond. And I'm not saying like he would have to do it for every single um, you know, time that my family came over. But I do think first impressions are hard to read to you only get one chance at a first impression. And if this is something that they're going to be prejudiced about at, from the beginning, it might just help him along to just make the compromise for two days. Um, but I mean, yeah, they are coming into his home. So I get why it feels invasive, invasive. But I, I think to be a good partner, like just, just for this one time, buddy, just two days hold back for the, ch- for the sake of a first impression. Yeah. I feel like he, I feel for this first impression, just suck it up. And do it, and then after that, then they could they they can get to know the real you. <laughs> <laughs> then you let it fly on them. Okay, yeah, exactly. All right. The Bird Show. All right, the truth will set you free for one hundred dollars. I'm looking at the um, the deep dark secrets we have lined up on the phones, and you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> nice. All right, we're gonna start with Amy. Welcome to the Bird Show. What is your deep dark secret for one hundred dollars? Hi. Um, okay, so me and my family were going through a rough patch, and my parents were actually considering getting divorced because my father had stepped out, and there was a child that um, was basically born. So in order to confirm, they had to do a DNA test. And I was in my early 20s, and I got a hold of the DNA test and had forged the results as negative so it wouldn't break apart. <gasps> you changed the DNA test and forged the results as negative? Yeah, and 10 years later, they still don't. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. That's you kind came of, out the gate smoking. Right? That's kind of messed up. I'm not going to lie. That is foul. Um, it's very messed up. Do you have, have you thought, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about this over the years. Have you thought about coming clean or doing another DNA test and like not even coming clean about that you altered it, but. I, I have, we, I've actually talking, talked to the, um, my sibling, it's a boy, um, we talked and I have, he doesn't know, he just doesn't understand why we talk, but I know, and I'm the only one that knows. And eventually, I think I will let them know, but yeah. And whose DNA test was it? It was my little brother. My mm-hmm. dad had an affair, mm-hmm. and it was his child. You need to take house. this $100 and give it back to him for that, paying for that DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Well, um, Amy, we're going to take a quick vote. Pretty sure I know how this is going to go, but um, I, I think that's worthy of 100 bucks. I might have to take a shower after we give it $100. Like, I <laughs> feel, feel a little dirty. dirty. Yeah, I feel a little dirty, <laughs> oh, but yeah. it's worth it. Give her that cash. Okay, Um, c- c- congratulations, Amy. Um, Hang on the line. We'll get you that 100 bucks. <laughs> we started strong. All right. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie, welcome to The Burt Show. Yeah, so um, before I met my husband, I only dated women. Only dated women, was not attracted to men. Um, and I- I just had this connection in college with um, my husband now, and he always asked me why I was single before I ever dated him. And it's because I still only prefer women, and I was kind of, I buried him because my family kind of pushed me into it. I did not want to do it, um, but I do prefer to date women over men, and he's sorry to find out. And he still doesn't know. Hey, can you turn your radio down for us, please? And so he still doesn't know? He still doesn't know. I, I think he's finding it because 
I mean, I don't have anything on my phone. Yeah. But a couple of my ex-girlfriends have been messaging me on Instagram. And I'm like, stop. I haven't been in contact with any of them, but they're like, hey, babe, how's it going? I'm like, oh, God. Um, that's a that's a doozy. Do mm-hmm. we, Abby? Do we think that's worthy of a hundred dollars? Absolutely, Mo. I'd say so. Yeah, congratulations! Your deep dark secret just got you one hundred dollars, Mackenzie. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> hang tight. Stay on the line. We'll get you information. Okay. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Tiff, welcome to the Bird Show. What is your deep dark secret for one hundred dollars? Hey, my deep, dark secret is I had a four-month-long affair with my husband's best friend Uh -uh. and ended up getting pregnant, Uh -uh. and my husband still doesn't know that the baby is his best friend. Wow. You have, like, a trifecta there. Yes, so lots of secrets. Uh Uh-huh. And your husband has absolutely no clue. No idea. And the best friend also doesn't know that it's his. He just assumes it's my husband's. And there's the trifecta. Yeah. Wow. They, they still yeah. are best friends, like hang out and everything? Um, Not so much. So the best friend ended up moving out of state. So luckily there's not much communication there anymore. Gotcha. Do you have, so do you have any desire to come clean whatsoever? Or is this something you're going to take to your grave? I think at this point, it's going to the grave. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, Mo, $100. Y'all going to have to outvote me on this one. I can't do it. That, that, no, that, that is too dark. That is too that's dark. That's what the whole segment's about. We're fine. All right. You okay? That sounded like it hurt for it you. Did. <laughs> it did. Yeah, she's going to need that $100. Yes. Um, so, uh, again, congratulations. Uh, Tiff, we're going to give you the 100 bucks. Stay on the line, and we'll get you information, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> well, you want to, how about we lighten it up a little bit? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Rachel, welcome to the Burr Show. What is your deep, dark secret? Hi. Hi. Um, I don't know if I can top any of those, but hold on. <laughs> let me put you guys on secret. Hold on. Okay. Take your time. Hi. Okay. Huh? So, um, I, okay, when I was in college, I pay for college. I was a stripper and no one knows. Um, And I don't know if this is a correlation or not, but when I graduated, my whole family was there and they don't know I didn't really graduate because I found out after I walked and got and graduated, I actually didn't get my diploma because I failed the class. And it's been like 10 years and I still like have jobs and employers really don't check those kinds of things. Okay, so well, first, for the first secret is that you, you stripped in college to help pay for school. No, nobody knows that. And then the second right. is your family came in for your graduation, but turns out you did not graduate because you failed a class, meaning you do not have a diploma. So your family still thinks you are a graduate, as do your employers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> She need that, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, it, make it rain. I laugh because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I don't either. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rachel, hang on the line. We'll hook you up with 100 bucks, okay? All in one. Okay. All in one. Tommy. <laughs> only right. Okay, so th- I feel like there is a slight flaw with this segment um, just because we. We, d- we are rewarding people for bad behavior. I think so. I, it, you know, it felt cringe every time you say congratulations. I know, right? <laughs> All right, just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. The Marvels had the worst opening weekend in Marvel history ever. I mean, this is insane. These are like billion-dollar films, typically. I mean, they blow the box office out of the water. And so when I say, oh, it made $47 million this weekend, it's like, well, dang, that sounds like a lot. But it set a new record for being the lowest opening weekend ever. It topped The Incredible Hulk, which recently, which previously held the record for the lowest domestic opening of any MCU movie at 55.2. 
four million, and that was back in two thousand and eight. So a lot of people weren't making it out to the movies anyway. And which Marvel movie was it? It's called The Marvels. The Marvels. Brie Larson's in it. A bunch of other really great actresses. And um, I mean, yeah, I don't know if this means this is the end for like the like the Avengers superhero type people, but it seems like we're all a little fatigued by it. What's the premise, Cassie? Um, it's basically like there's Miss Marvel. It's it's a lot of the TV shows that they've been rolling out to those characters, and I think I don't remember seeing hardly any promotion around mm-hmm. it. I don't either. And yeah. I I have a feeling like the studio is being like, it's Marvel. We can rest on our laurels, but because they're not promoting it, and it's not like Thor or Loki or one of the mains that people aren't. Because I'm big into Marvel. I'm watching Loki every week. Like I like it, and I've barely glimpsed any kind of promotion around it. Is that because of the strike? Oh, it could be. Yeah, it could be because sense. of the strike. Oh, true. I, I'm, I'm, because I, because I didn't even realize normally, and I'm not into Marvel movies or DC movies or any of that stuff. It's just not my jam. But you can't help but know when one's hitting theaters mm-hmm. because you have your pre-trailer, then you have your trailer and all this other stuff. So I'm wondering if there just wasn't the same promotion because of the strike. I saw tons of promotion around it. I saw nothing. And when I saw it, I was like, eh. <laughs> And I love Brie Larson. I love her as Captain Marvel. But, uh, like, the CGI in the trailer just looked awful. I don't even remember seeing a trailer anywhere. I don't either. Like I when I do. yeah, when I saw this headline, I was like, that movie's out. And I think it's because so many other films have also been getting so much traction. Like for at least my age group, the big film that we're talking about right now is Priscilla, because everybody is so invested in seeing like the other half of the Elvis story because the Elvis uh biopic did so well last year with Austin Butler. But yeah, I've seen really nothing from anybody from the Marvels. So I think you're right. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they couldn't promote it and there was seemingly no marketing for it. Yeah. I mean, Tommy, you're entrenched in the movie stuff, so I'm sure your algorithm is a little different than ours, but I didn't see anything about it. Maybe it was... Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. Mm. All right. Ana Navarro, she said that she wanted to breastfeed Maluma on an Instagram post, and now she is doubling down on it. So she posted on Instagram this very lengthy caption about the singer, and she said, good Lord, that boy Maluma is sexy. He's young enough to be my son, which might explain why I'd like to breastfeed him. So obviously- She actually tweeted this? She posted it on Instagram in writing. I mean, I get sometimes you like say things and you're like, oh, I was being- hyperbolic, but the yeah. fact that she like wrote it down and then press send. Nah, that ain't it. And didn't he just announce he has a baby on the way? Uh, I think so. Um, but she basically doubled down on a podcast from uh, The View. It's called the Behind the Table Podcast. Oh, and <laughs> And you think she'd be like, you know what? Maybe I took things a little bit too far, but uh, no. <laughs> that's disgusting. That's so creepy. That's, that's nasty. That is just so creepy. That is definitely another example of if a man were to say that, oh boy. Right? Oh it, it'd go a whole different way. No, we need to keep the same energy here. Yep. And the fact that she referred to him as a kid while she was talking about how hot he was. Like, it's you know, he's 29, so he's very much an adult. But girlfriend, ew. Ew. Ain't it. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> putting it mildly. <laughs> we've talked about this before. Like, it's some people's kink. Like, it yeah. feels mm-hmm. like an emotional bonding thing. So, I mean, maybe this is not something that has been um, bizarre in her past relationships. Maybe she has dated men who have enjoyed the act of uh, breastfeeding or pretending to breastfeed. And maybe she thought, mm, maybe Maluma would be into it. <laughs> but she's saying that people just need to understand her sense of humor. But here's the thing. She's not delivering it as a joke. She's delivering it as fact. She right? sounds dead serious. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I as agree. a comedian, you listen to stuff like, yeah, I, I love irreverent dark stuff. And I I, I appreciate that sense of humor. Um, but this didn't sound like a joke. This just sounded like an older woman that wanted a 29-year-old kid, as she put it, to suckle on her teet. This is also <laughs> a whole different thing to say it like on stage in a comedic environment than yes. go on a podcast and double down or triple down on it like she did. That's, yeah, yeah. that's nasty. A flight attendant threatened to throw a Grammy-nominated artist off a plane for singing. It's on your next e-buzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Texting tutors never seem to go well when they involve mothers or mother-in-laws, and this one was no exception. So we had Victoria on with us Friday, um, and she we helped text her mother-in-law to let her know that Victoria and her husband wanted to take the year off for Thanksgiving because there was, you know, high drama last year. You know, the cops getting called and whatnot. <laughs> um, hey, Victoria, welcome back to the show. Hey. 
All right, so for those that may not have heard our texting tutor exchange, you want to break down a little bit, like, the interaction between you and mother-in-law, which, by the way, your husband said he was cool with this, but you were going to have to, like, you were going to have to be the one to facilitate this. Yeah, exactly. So that day um, when we texted her, you know, she asked questions, and I, you know, I basically we responded with, you know, I don't want to discuss it about not going over for Thanksgiving, and basically, she tried every trick. She tried making me feel guilty. Um, she said, uh, I didn't realize that you could take a year off from being a part of the family. Mm. Um, yeah, she just, she didn't handle it well. We left it pretty open-ended, and she just, you know, let us know when it's convenient for you to be a part of the family. I said thanks and, and let it go. Um, I wish that it sort of ended there, um, but it's... It, yeah, <laughs> we we I had I had no expectation that it was going to end there. I figured that she was going to be contacting her son ASAP after that after that text conversation. Is that what she did? That's exactly what she did. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. So basically, immediately she called my husband, and she was she was livid, and he apparently can't stand up to his mom, so. He ended up telling her that he would spend Thanksgiving <gasps> with her. Oh, wow. Uh-uh. So, wait, you two were on, like, he knew you were doing this. So, it wasn't like this phone call was a surprise. And I'm sure if no. he knows his mother, he knows that that text exchange would elicit her, her calling. And so, instead of standing his ground and having his wife's back, he caved and is now going. Exactly. And we were definitely on the same page. We discussed it in great detail, like what would happen? He's like, yeah, you know, whatever you want to do, I understand. I mean, it was a really big fight what happened um, last Thanksgiving. And I I was angry. Like, why are you siding with her? And you abandoned everything that we agreed on. And we got into this just one of our biggest arguments that we've ever had. Um, And basically he's, going he's gonna spend thanksgiving at his parents house with or without me and i'm not going so you've stood you're standing your ground and not attending yeah i refuse to be in the same place with not just his mom but just every everyone in his family i just what is the point of me being there at this point Oh, I can't believe he did wow. that. I'm yeah. so mad if, for you. I'm mad for you, too. I mean, it was it was already bad enough to me that he didn't want to talk to his mom in the first place. Right? And then now to not have your back on it, did, did he at least show some sign of uh, remorse or understanding towards how he kind of threw you under the bus? Or did he just look at it like, I'm just doing whatever I want? I didn't feel like there was a lot of remorse there. It was kind of like, you know, whatever his mom said to him, it was that was it. Like, he just reverted back to being, I don't know, like a kid or something. Whatever whatever she said, she has something over him. And I didn't realize how bad it was. Like, he should have taken my side. That's how, what I think, at least. I just, Absolutely. And has she made any additional um, communication? Has she reached out, made an additional contact with you? No. Yeah. Absolutely. No. She would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Victoria, this is such a huge, I would feel like this is such a huge betrayal on your husband's part because you got to be a team. Like you, you thought you were a united front. You had discussions behind the scenes about how you're going to handle it. You had the balls to step up and call his mommy. And he came (laughs) so easily when he had a little bit of resistance on her part. Like, how are you feeling towards him right now? Like, I know you're saying you're going to stay back, but like, I would be livid. I'm a little resentful, to be honest, and mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about, like, Christmas, which is spent at our house. Like, what is that going to look like? What I Are they going to come? What I don't know. I'm just mad at him, and it's hard to, it's hard to look at him sometimes because something else is going to come up where he's mm-hmm. going to have to choose, and he's just going to go with mommy's side again. I don't, I don't know. Do you think, okay, so his mom, I can, after having texted with her, and I don't want you to, like think I'm trying to take his side because what he did was wrong. Um, I'm just trying to paint maybe a little little more color of what might have happened. So after texting with your mother-in-law, she obviously loves to make, you know, have people pack their bags and go on guilt trips. That was very apparent. (laughs) So could could possibly Victoria, uh, this scenario play out where his mom called, she was very upset, 
and, you know, she was very hurt and she, you know, played the martyr and played the victim and um, laid on the guilt trip and he caved. Could he potentially shift gears and when Thanksgiving comes, bow out and spend it with you as wife? (sighs) Is there a world in which that could potentially happen? I just, the way that he's speaking, I would be shocked. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm trying, man. No, you are. And it's it's hard to believe that when he really does come to his senses of realizing that you're not going and you're going to actually just leave your your wife alone to go be with your mom. I I can't see in a world where a man does that. I feel like at that point it'll hit him. I need to be with my lady. That guilt trip is a one trip flight. Yeah. uh Um, So, Victoria, what, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Um, you know, I, I, a part of me thought about like going to a restaurant even and just because I don't know if I want to stay at home, but if not, then I'll watch a good movie. Um, I may, I might start looking at places. Book a cabin somewhere, girl. Ooh, solo vacation. Seriously. Yeah. Like if he's going to be, because I wouldn't want to be at home by myself personally. I would just be, Mm -hmm. it would just be kind of sad. Um, but yeah, by all means, you go do the Thanksgiving you wanted to do. Sam's husband. That's true. I'll send them photos. Yeah. <laughs> a postcard, his, maybe. Look at his credit card. Who said that? <laughs> no, no. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. The Burt Show. Did you know we have bonus BS? Yes, you can pay a little extra for some unfiltered Burt Show. Um, so if you sign up for bonus BS at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS, today you'll get uh, the segment, if a friend thinks you're toxic, do you respect their boundaries or drop them as a friend? Ooh. We got deep and we went long, so it's a little extra long for you. So have fun hey, with that. Yo. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 9 o'clock hour. That's why it's bonus BS, yes, baby. Ma'am. All right. So celebrities and what they were like in high school. I started thinking about this when Abby shared um, a former Bachelor bachelor contestant sharing her experiences with Lady Gaga in school. Yeah, it was a former Bachelor contestant named Carly Waddell. She was married to the ED guy, Evan Bass, who owns the Erectile Dysfunction Clinic or something like that. And she went to NYU with Lady Gaga, like the Tisch School of the Arts. It's very prestigious. And she talked about how every day at lunch, while everyone was just minding their own business, eating their sandwiches, Lady Gaga would get on at the <laughs> piano and she would start singing like wicked and she was like I mean yeah it sounded great but at the end of the day we're trying to enjoy our break okay what was Stephanie like in class I what I was not a fan (laughs) this is why because she was so talented so during lunch there was a piano and she would sit at the piano every single day and just play and sing wicked at the top of her lungs every day. Okay. And we were all just trying to eat lunch. (laughs) And we were all like forced to listen to her All right, so if you went to high school or college with a celebrity and would like to share a little bit about them, 1-855-BIRT-SHOW, 855-237-8746. Because I went down a Reddit thread wormhole of people who went to school with celebrities and what they were like. So I'm going to tell you the celebrity, you guess, and then I'm going to read what these people have to say, okay? Okay. And then take everything with a grain of salt because, you know, it's their perspective, but whatever. It's... some of these are fascinating rates. Mm-hmm. All right, the first one. I went to elementary school with Katy Perry. Ooh. Ah, um, I'd say good experience. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say bad experience. I I saw she had like a weird upbringing with the church. So I wonder mm-hmm. if she was one of like those weird horse girls. I went to elementary school with Katy Perry. And honestly, 
She was the best. Oh, okay. She was one year ahead of me in fifth grade at our crazy ass Christian school. I got kicked out of my friend group for copying the leader of the little clique. Uh, class size was small, and there weren't too many other kids to be friends with. Katie also appeared to be the odd woman out in her class, and she sort of adopted me, eating lunch with me every day and just being all around awesome to me. I will never forget that. That's awesome. That I love is. that. Good story. All right, and he just hosted um, Saturday Night Live this past weekend, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, Timothy Chevrolet. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, this says secondhand info, but my friend went to high school with Timothy Chalamet and says... A man got a different kind of mind. I will say bad experience or a weird one. There was a rumor going around that he gave like everybody at his school chlamydia or some kind of hey, STD. Yo, what? Right. So I'm going to say there's a lot of bitter ladies out there and I think they had a bad experience with him. All right. They, uh, again, secondhand info. They went to high school with Timothy Chalamet and says he was enigmatic, beloved by the teachers performing art school in New York, mostly nice slash cool and kind of full of himself and aloof. Um, to be fair, I think he was already a working actor at that point. This may be known already, but he also dated Madonna's daughter, Lola, in high school. Whoa, oh. I didn't know that, actually. I, yeah. I didn't either. All right, this person. I went to high school with The Weeknd. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Um, hmm, The Weeknd. I'd say... I'd say it was... He was weird. It was a very weird experience that they had with The Weeknd. I'm also gonna go weird. I went to high school with The Weeknd. He was... Horrible. What? Horrible. He bullied so many kids, including filming a student with a stutter while he was nervous giving a presentation and posting it on Facebook, tagging everyone in our grade, encouraging everyone to leave comments to ridicule him. Oh, that's oh, messed he's up. that guy? This uh, image he has created of a quiet, shy artist is completely opposite of anything I ever saw. He was an obnoxious bully. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. I hope that's not true. All right. Uh, know someone who was in the Marines with Adam Driver. Oh, I forgot he was in the Marines. And they said he was great. Do you know who Adam Driver is? Not a cool. <laughs> He's uh, Kylo Ren from uh, the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, okay, yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go bad experience. He was the kindest person he had ever known and a great <gasps> friend. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. My sis went to college and had classes with Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. I've heard Kid Cudi's a really nice guy, so I'll go. She had a good experience. I'm going to go good experience. She said he was painfully shy, but Aww. extremely kind. Okay. That's what I've heard about him. That tracks. All right. How about Zach Efron? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this person had a good experience with him, probably because they had a fat crush on him. I'll say bad. Uh, I was I was shooketh when I read this. Uh-oh. It hurt me to my core. No, don't. Uh-huh. Uh-uh, don't. Went to high school with Zach Efron, and we both graduated in 2006. He was a bully. No. 2000s was around when he got discovered, so he thought he was hot S. He went to a different high school in the area just for the drama class because they would cast him in all the leads or something, uh, and that high school literally only did musicals. So he made fun of a lot of the kids from the high school I went to because they did Shakespeare or something. He also bullied some of my friends on the speech and debate club. Because of this, I have not watched any of the movies he was in. I just didn't like how he treated my friends, and it stuck with me. Um... And yeah, so. Oh my God. I'm, so, I'm sorry, y'all. I know that was rough. I did. It was rough. I, I just ruined all of my, some of my favorite films are the High School Musical trilogy. I know it. Um, I went to high school with Dakota Fanning. Oh. Mm. Do you know I, who that is? I do. Okay. I do. Um, I'll say good experience. I think they seem like really lovely, like kind human beings. So I'm going to go good experience. I went to high school with Dakota Fanning, but she had already been famous for a long time by that point. I never interacted with her, but she didn't give off a super stuck-up vibe or anything like that. She hung out with Tony Danza's daughter, and their friend group had a reputation for being potheads. Now, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's surprising. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> All right, what about Post Malone? Oh, uh, Post Malone, you had to have had a good experience with that guy. I've never heard anything bad about him. Yeah, I've seen a couple of interviews with him recently, and every time he's asked about other artists, he has nothing but kind words to say about them. So I'm going to say if he's willing to give the love, I'm going to give the love right back to him. I went to high school with Post Malone. I'm sure everybody who went to high school with him claims friendship, LOL, but we were pretty close freshman and sophomore year. Well, when he first blew up, randos DM me screenshots of his old Facebook page since a few posts had us messing with each other in the comments. One of the kindest people I've ever met. Also, a very likable person in this warm, non-judgy way uh, where everyone feels comfortable around him. That tracks. Love that. Sounds Mm -hmm. about right. 
The Bird Show. All right, so she told her mother-in-law they were taking this year off for Thanksgiving at her house because it was too dramatic. Um, wait, wait, no. I, I, I moved the wrong way on my... I scrolled up instead of scrolling down. That's my bad. I was like, wait a second. How did I mess this up? No, we have some other Thanksgiving drama. She wants to elope, but she knows if she does around Thanksgiving, the family's going to be mad. So did she tell them her decision? So recall, Abby, what we talked about on Friday? Oh, yeah. So she is really hoping to just keep uh to not do like a big wedding they're they're really just hoping to keep it simple just them fly off and get you know hitched by themselves but uh she knows that it's probably not going to go over well with the family so they were in the middle of a decision like okay do we skip thanksgiving and just elope or do we go and tell the whole family that we're engaged in and and kind of expect that they're going to want to plan this big wedding and pressure us into doing it so we're going to find out what happened all right we spent all weekend talking thinking, researching, etc. Eloping felt right at first. But the more we thought about the additional drama and the emotions of knowing our parents are upset seemed to take our enthusiasm away. I'm not exactly jumping for joy at the thought of changing plans, but I also couldn't shake off the feeling that eloping wasn't quite right either. We've landed on a compromise. A small wedding. It's like trying to get the best of both worlds. A part of me is still adjusting to the idea, but I'm warming up to it. We're thinking low-key, intimate, with just our closest friends and family. This way, we avoid the drama of a big wedding, but still keep our loved ones in the loop. We also want to do it ASAP. Like tell the family on Thanksgiving, but let them know the wedding will be in January. That way, there is no time to stress about decisions. This whole thing has already been a roller coaster of emotions. I'm sure it will get worse. I just need to prepare myself for that. <laughs> All right. So, Joni, when you go in and you tell the family that you're getting married and it's going to be on this date, right? You're doing it in January. Um, if, if, if you're right that they're going to want to make it bigger, you're going to have to put your foot down and you're going to have to establish boundaries ASAP. I would even go as far to say, like, we were going to elope because that's how small we wanted this. But we could imagine doing this without our family there. So this is what we want to do. And just, you're going to have to stand your ground. Mm-hmm. Joni, I would backtrack while you still can. So, <laughs> no, no, seriously. So one of my close friends got married last year and they were in the same mindset. They were going to plan a wedding in a very short amount of time. I think they got engaged in like May and the wedding was in August. And just seeing the stress that it put on her makes me think that no matter what kind of wedding you're planning, it's stressful no matter how big or how small it is. So if I were you... I would just tell your family that you're going to elope in January. And maybe if they're really upset about it, have a reception afterwards. But you think it's going to be X amount of dollars with, you know, 15 people. And then I promise you during that planning process, everything's going to get doubled. I think my friend said, um, you know, a a budget of like X X amount of dollars. And it was like triple that just so everyone could be fed. So if I'm you, I'm going to change my decision. I definitely think this is one of those decisions where you have a whole game plan going into it. And then when everybody else starts to put their one, two cents in it, you start to realize it was going to be a lot harder than you anticipated. So I think you should do what you want. And if that's what you have come to, you're going to have to be prepared, as Kristen said, to stand on business and hold your ground because I think everybody's going to try to challenge you on it. But I don't think that you should let that deter you from doing what exactly it is you want to do. All right, moving on. Cassie, where do you draw the line in your marriage between being supportive and being controlling. Uh, My husband has an opportunity to do something that's outside of his comfort zone that I think would be really good for him. And honestly, as a result, good for the family. And I can sense him hesitating. And I'm trying to walk this fine line because I want to be supportive and encourage him to do this and kind of push him to do it, like give him the little boost that he needs. But at the same time, I feel like it's a fine line between being supportive and being controlling and forcing someone to do something that you think is good for them, whether or not they want to do it. And I don't want to go into details what it is. It's it's not a big deal at all. So it's not like I'm saying like, you need to fly to London to do an expo for work or something like that. It's very doable. Um, I just don't know where to draw the line. And I've brought it up a couple of times and then I just kind of leave it. Like I say like, oh, here are the pros. This is why I think it would be great. You should totally do it. And then I left it. And then I brought it up again two weeks later. Hey, are you going to do that thing? I really think you should. It sounds like a great idea. And then I left it. And I really want him to do this thing. 
but I don't want to be that wife. What are his hesitations with whatever this thing is that you want him to do? It's just um, the hesitation, just outside of his comfort zone. Honestly, that's it. It's just, it would be a new situation that he's not totally acclimated to, something that he doesn't normally do. So it's not like it's money or time or anything like going to be detrimental to him. It's just a new experience. And so that's why I'm like, go do it, go do it. Because he's been locked in the house for so long. Because if you're a new listener, he's a stay-at-home dad. And he works for himself with his consulting business. So when I get home to take over the kids in the afternoon, he goes to the basement office and works. So he doesn't get to leave the house a ton. And this would be also an opportunity for him to get out and go do some stuff. And sort of not get away from the family like he needs to escape us. But just sort of enrich his world even more because I think he drills down so hard in you know home life and then work that sometimes he never goes out and focuses on himself and I feel like the gender roles are totally reversed like to me it's it would be like a husband being like hey honey you need to get out the house and go do x y and z it's a great opportunity and she's like no I've got stuff here I've got stuff I gotta do and he's like you need to do this for yourself and that's where I feel like I'm at but nobody likes a pushy Wife, you know, or, or spouse or husband. Yeah. And see, and so I, so you and I are in a, like, we're, we're in the same boat when it comes to our husbands being stay at home dads and wanting them to go out and have something of their own. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which I think is very important. Well, I went and I did that. Like I, you know, I, I, I surpassed supportive and I just went to controlling and I booked him a trip to go see a friend and he was not happy about it. And he, that's not, <laughs> it's not what he wanted to do. Um, but in this instance, this is something he has shown interest in, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And something that he he would he would pursue otherwise. Maybe. 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 It's I know I'm being very cryptic. I yeah. just I don't want to, you know, air out all his laundry. Of course so not. I'm I'm being a little bit vague, but it's something he might do. And I think if it was something it does involve a tiny bit of travel, not very far. And I think if it's something that was like next door, he would definitely do. Okay. So I feel like you and I have put all this pressure on ourselves to relieve our husbands of this um, stay at home dad angst. And what I've come to realize is you can encourage it, but you can't push it. Either you're going to want to do it or you're not because we can't make them happy. They have to make themselves happy. So I'm hearing I should change the locks and not let him back <laughs> in the house until he does this. Got it. That, I mean, that's ultimately what I've settled with. I'm like, I can try to push him to go and do stuff um, and then I can even like book it for him. But I'm at this point now, either he's going to want to do it or he's not. And I'm just going to love him either way. Hmm? Oh God, it's so hard because I know it'd be so good for him, but I want to respect him as an adult who knows uh, himself. It's okay. I'll send you some locksmith recommendations. Thank you. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. What is with people acting a fool on planes recently, girl? I told you guys when I was at the airport and I saw those signs plastered at the gates now that says, don't verbally assault people. Keep your hands to yourself. It's like the wild, wild west out there. I feel like I'm the only person that's terrified of being on the no-fly list because I'm not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, when I see those signs, I think, oh, they're just talking to the crazy people out there. But a Grammy-nominated singer was nearly kicked off a flight after she continuously tried to sing her new song up and down the aisle. So this singer, her name is Bobby Storm, and she posted a video of this altercation on Instagram. It was between her and a Delta crew member. She is going up and down the aisles trying to sing this song, and he stops her, and he's like, girl, you got to stop. And she's like, well, I'm up for two Grammys. I have this new song called We Can't Forget Him, and I'm just trying to let the people know. I want to share this with you guys. I wanted to do it when I first got on the plane. But I was like, you know, I, I haven't done this in a while. I've gotten to the next status, so. Are you to be quiet? But they're enjoying it. So while we're sitting here, could I please? I'm not enjoying it. So I'm asking you, can you be quiet? <laughs> okay, well, that's I find yes, that up. That's a yes or no answer, please. Am I going to go to jail if I don't? Can you please answer my question? Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. I'm asking you a question, yes or no. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. Okay. My instruction for you to answer my question. Are you able to be quiet? What do you guys think? I'm asking you, ma'am. I'm asking you guys. What do you guys think? Okay. If you're not able to follow my instruction, you will not be taking this flight. Ah, okay. Are you able to be quiet? If that's the case, then that's fine. If you are the person in charge of it all. I'm your flight leader, yes. If you're the person in charge of it all, then that's fine. All right. Thank you. 
Yeah, the Lord was like, don't bring me into this. <laughs> Jesus is like, I want no part of this fight. I do not like when people try to hide behind Christianity with things like this. And, and people paid for a flight. They, they didn't pay for a concert. I, I don't think anybody truly enjoys when people do that. Yes. No. So I, I saw this video and then I saw what she posted afterwards. And I know she was very excited to get nominated for Grammys. Like, congratulations. That is... That is a huge feat. And I could even understand coming on the plane and like singing down the aisle in excitement as you're passing everybody. But once you get in your seats, you got you got to put a pin in it and then you can, you know, have some more fun when when you after you get off the plane and celebrate. Um, so what did what did Delta end up doing? I think they reached out to her, didn't they? Well, I, you would think that was the end of the video. Like, oh, she got yelled at by this flight crew member. She decides she doesn't want to get kicked off the plane. She continues to sing after the flight attendant goes down the aisle. Wow. She's She looks at them and she goes, I know y'all in the back are enjoying this, so I'm going to still go put my concert on. So she continues to sing her song and um, <laughs> still make people listen to it. But um I, I'm with you, Mo. Like, I think it's very bizarre when people try to hide behind Christianity or what they think God is telling them to do in order to just continue what whatever they feel like they're supposed to do. Because it just, I, you're ruining other people's flight experience. Absolutely. Um, she said she was more than willing to not get on her next flight, so... And you're also, you're assuming everybody has the same faith as you that's sitting around you. Mm-hmm. And that may not, you know, be the case. You're also assuming yes. that everybody's into your song. And that also may not be the case. <laughs> she got nominated for two Grammys, so I'm assuming... She ain't win yet. She knows... Oh. <laughs> win something. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, we had Mikey come on the plane and have him sing How Many Rise? And then people are like, shut up. And it's like, well, this is a great song. Thousands of people on the radio want to listen to right. it. Okay, well, women are dominating the Grammys this year. Mm-hmm. SZA is actually leading the pack with the most nominations with nine. They're all also, other artists who are getting recognized, like Victoria Monet, her daughter became the youngest Grammy nominee ever. She's only two and a half years old. She's featured on her track Hollywood. Also, Phoebe Bridgers, Boy Genius, Miley Cyrus, Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, and Taylor Swift also all getting nominations. So, congrats to the ladies. So proud of you. Get it, girls. Giddy girlies. Okay, Adam Driver had a pretty polarizing response to somebody criticizing some of the crash scenes in his upcoming movie, Ferrari. What do you think about crash scenes? Uh, They looked pretty harsh, drastic. And I must say, cheesy for me. What do you think? You, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me my movie looks cheesy. What do you expect me to say to you? That was the appropriate response. And then he literally takes a sip of his water, puts it down, and goes, "All right, next question." <laughs> Just absolutely, completely unfazed by it. But the audacity to ask a question that's really just a veiled insult. Yeah, insane to me how anybody could have that many, have that kind of balls. So. Crazy. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Clicky buzz. The Burt Show. We're a couple of months into the school year. I'm sure you guys got some vents you'd like to get off of your chest. So we've opened up our vent line, and this is for the teachers out there, the students, the parents, anybody that's having to deal with carpool lanes, homework, um, misbehaving kids, misbehaving parents, whatever, we are there for you. I know Thanksgiving break is like, oh, it's within the reach, but we're not quite there yet. So we have our school vent line open, 404 954-1360. And here are some uh, that we've received thus far. So I live across the street from a school, and I swear if one more parent picking up their child parks directly in front of my driveway, I think I'm just going to accelerate fully down my driveway and smash right into it. As a teacher of an elementary school, I need parents to get their kids to school on time. They are losing so much instruction by being I am a college student and I am in school to be an elementary school teacher, so I'm also student teaching. And at this point, I'm done with it. I am tired of being in college and dealing with these little kids all day, and I'm ready to get the done with fall semester and get on with my damn life. The amount of assignments that these professors assign us when we have seven damn classes and take finals in all of them is really pissing me off, and I'm ready to be done. 
when you're waiting in line to pick up your children and you want to cut in, no, bitch, go back to the end of the line. I've been here from 2 o'clock. Don't be cutting in. I'm taking 16 credit hours this semester. me. I'm taking 16 credit hours this semester because I've been in school for eight years. me. I've changed my major three times. me. I have so much doing this economy. This economy is not, not really helping. I ran out of financial aid this semester. You run out of financial aid around year six. We're going to take two years away because of the pandemic. So yeah, technically I've been in school for six years. At least I'm getting three majors out of this. At least I graduate next semester, but... This was much needed. I enjoyed that. I did too. <laughs> See, so go ahead, get it off your chest in our event line. That way you're not taking it out on other people. Again, our school event line, 404-954-1360. Messy Mikey at the mic. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so you and your lady decided to go to a uh, an intimate store. Yeah, do I have to call it an intimate store? Or can it be a, is it a sex shop? Yeah, we're in the nine o'clock hour. You can say sex okay. shop. Okay, yeah, I went to a sex shop. Uh-huh. So, um, her idea or your idea? Well, it was, what do you call that? Telekinesis? Oh, um, telepathy? <laughs> tel- telepathy, maybe? Like you had the same idea? We, we, we were thinking through our brains. Got it. Um, talking through our brains. So, we're on the way back to Milledgeville from my cousin's wedding thing. Um, we're driving together. You know, you're driving on the highway and you pass these places, whatever, Good Time Paradise Emporium, number 309. Um, So we pass one of these places and just kind of look at each other, keep driving, and just through telekinesis is what I'm calling it, we just look at each other, kind of veer off into the exit. I'd like so to- nobody said anything. You just took the exit knowing the next sex shop you passed, you're going to go to it. Well, we saw a sex shop. We waited like five minutes. And then I'd like to say that we just pulled off the road to the most convenient sex shop. We actually went far out of our way to get to this place, uh-huh. to this intimate store. Um, but uh, yeah, so we go over there. It's in this sketchy little, what do you call it, strip mall? Uh-huh. Uh, tiny little place. Guys, imagine that, a sex shop in a sketchy strip mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never thunk uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, we were just going in as a goof. I'm I'm 21, I'm 22 years old, 22-year-old man. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of 21 things, never bought a lottery ticket. Never went to a strip club. Never went to an intimate shop. And so um, so we go walking in there. Immediately, we get inside. The lady jumps out behind the counter. She stops us. She says, hold your horses, fellas. Um, and uh, she had these big cigarette earrings in. And um, I don't know like, if you... Like they were like legit cigarettes? They, were, they weren't smokable, but they, they were the size of cigarettes. Kind of cool. I thought it was cool. But on her shirt, there was a picture of a naked fella, and that threw me off a little bit. That so, threw you off in the sex shop? Yeah, you well, know you I, are, right? I haven't really looked around yet. Listen, I've never been in a sex shop, guys. Okay, I right. know that this is just normal stomping grounds for you guys. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, so she checks our IDs. Yes. Thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Real thoroughly. She takes her job seriously. She does. Cigarette earrings and all. Um, <laughs> and a butt naked man on the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Curious, do you have to be 18 and older to go into one of those or 21 and older? I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. This is my first. I think it's 18. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. All right. Well, I could have been going for four years now. Um, but so we go inside immediately. I am wildly uncomfortable. I thought that it was going to be a funny little thing to walk in here. It was actually like. Very uncomfortable. It just in my memory, it seems like there was like shadows everywhere, and like <laughs> it seems so. That's how I'm remembering it now. Um, I had no words. We didn't really know what to do except just point at stuff and be ah, look, look. It's like um, <laughs> look over there. Yeah, look at this. Do we need this? What? Do we, <laughs> what's the most terrifying thing you saw? Um, can you say uh, his reflection? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.